Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Dang it. This is getting on my nerves, y'all. But I'll be taking it out soon. I'll be taking it out soon. I'll be taking it out soon. Soon, 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 soon. Trying to put it back here in this ponytail. Good afternoon, y'all. Come on in. 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 Come on in, y'all. Come on in. Good afternoon, Rachel. Come on in. Y'all share this, share this, share this, share this to your pages. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in, y'all. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in, come on in. Y'all come on in. I don't know why this is not. I ain't worried about that. <coughs> Y'all come on in. Say good afternoon to me. Come on in. Come on in, y'all. Come on in. I got one more minute. One more minute, and I'm going to go ahead and start giving you all an opportunity to come in, share this to your pages. To share this to your pages. 
Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Good to see you on here, Rachel. Well, you know, sometimes that's how it is. Yeah, your friend seems like she has a great personality. She seemed like she got a great personality. She seemed like she got a great personality. I don't know why my comments won't show up um, here, you guys. I'm going to try to comment in here as much as I can. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, if 42 is well, if 42 is old, I must be over the hill. If 42 is old, I must be over the hill. And I'm not over the hill, so 42 is not old. So you need to hear that I said 42 is not old. Okay. Okay. All right. So moving forward. All right. I thank you all for tuning in. Those who are here, those who are watching publicly, those who are watching privately. Those who are watching from your jobs, you're maybe on lunch break, you may be driving at the grocery store or whatever, and you're able to just listen. So still in all, I thank you for tuning in to Bible Study Brunch, 12 noon, sounding the alarm. You need wisdom. And we are on chapter three. We are on. We are on chapter three we are on chapter three oh in first kings first kings three one through and i'll be going one through I think I'm able to get through all this. So let me just put this in here. First Kings chapter 3, 1 through 28. You need wisdom. Now, let me. So let me go ahead and. And I don't know why it won't show up here. Um, so let me just go ahead and put this in here. First Kings. 3, 
one through twenty eight. All right, there. Let me go ahead and put that. In. I got gray hair. She got dark and lovely. <laughs> that is funny, Rachel. Okay, so Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, closing my right mind with the activities of my limbs. Lord God, I thank you for the words that's coming forth on today. The Bible study lesson, Lord God, that we'll grow together, know together, build together, learn together. Lord God, I thank you for the book of Kings 1 and 2. God, I thank you for allowing the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I thank you for those who are watching. I thank you for those who are listening. I thank you for those who are following me as I follow the Lord. Lord God, I thank you for life, health, and strength. Lord God, I thank you because you are my God. Lord God, I thank you because you are my help. Lord God, I thank you because you are <clears throat> excuse me, my comforter. Lord God, I thank you because you are the Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You are the King of Kings. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are the God of mighty. You are the lily in the valley. Lord God, you are a mind regulator and you are a heart fixer. Lord God, I thank you for being a friend and a friend indeed. God, I thank you for giving me the truth and the truth shall make me free. The truth is setting me free. The truth is allowing me to be free. So God, I thank you that I'm no longer bound by Satan's lies. I'm no longer bound by Satan's manipulation. I'm no longer bound by Satan's demise and his destruction and his chaos and his confusion. God, I thank you, Lord God, for just being a mind regulator in my life. God, I thank you for creating me a clean heart and renewing the right spirit within me. Lord God, I thank you for your grace. Oh God, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for your judgment. I thank you for your convictions. I thank you for your corrections. God, I thank you for being a disciplinary in my life. God, I thank you for everything that you are to me. I thank you for being the author and the finisher of my faith. God, I thank you for increasing my faith. I thank you for increasing my desire. God, I thank you, Lord God. Oh, God, I thank you. 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 New Providence Nakisha. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord God, for just speaking in this hour. I thank you, Lord God, for your word that comes forth in this hour. And God, our lesson on today is you need wisdom. People today need wisdom. They need to understand what's going on in their life. They need to understand what's going on in their marriages. They need to understand what's going on in their relationships. They need to understand what's going on, on the with the people that they are connected to, Lord God. God, I thank you for showing me the revelation in, in 1 Kings chapter 3. God, I thank you for letting us know that it's time out for us being connected to unbelievers. God, it's time out for us to be connected to those who don't serve you, to those who don't know you, to those who don't understand you. But God, I thank you for still allowing me to be the light to those who are still in darkness. God, I thank you for being the light in me that I continue to love and show compassion to those who are misunderstanding, misrepresented, misunderstood. Oh, God, I thank you. And my prayer on today that you not only bring revelation, but you bring wisdom and understanding to the hearts of your people, that they will learn how to learn, learn how to listen, learn how to be taught, learn how to go, learn how to do, learn how to use wisdom in this time 
of our lives in this season that some of us are in and we are all not in the right season but whatever but whatever season we are in that we will receive the wisdom of knowledge the wisdom of knowing the wisdom of what to do and what not to do what to say and what not to say where to go and where not to go who to be around and who not to be around god so god i thank you i love you i bless your name and i glorify you on today lord god because if it wasn't for your wisdom then and if it wasn't for your love and if it wasn't for your compassion if it wasn't for the word of god i would still be lost in a cruel and evil world so god i thank you for pulling me out of the pit god i thank you for pulling me out of the unknown god i thank you for pulling me out of the misunderstandings god i thank you for pulling me out of destruction god i thank you for leading me and guiding me and directing me and god those who are watching and those who are listening that you will cover them lord god from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet lord god that you will cover them that you will increase their knowledge you will increase their spirit of discernment you will increase of what they need to know lord god and you will increase their wisdom lord in the mighty name of jesus and you will open up doors that no man can shut and you will close doors that no man can open and so god i thank you for your love your grace and your mercy oh god i cannot say it enough i thank you for your love your grace and your mercy because it's with your love that you drew us and you're drawing us with loving kindness lord god and we need to be drawn into your loving kindness we need to be drawn into you lord God. We need to be drawn into your word, Lord God. We need to be drawn closer to you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we need to be like Solomon. And we need to just ask for wisdom. We need to ask for understanding. We need to ask of these things, Lord God, so that we will understand when things begin to rise, when things begin to happen. And we can ask you to show us what it is, to show us how to fix it, to show us how to line it up, to show us what we need to do, God in every situation of our life, in every circumstance of our life, Lord God, whether it's in our marriages, whether it's in our homes, whether it's on our jobs, whether it's with family members, whether it's with friends, Lord God, whether it's with our finances, Lord God, whether it's with our children, Lord God, in every area of our life, Lord God, we need wisdom. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. So God, I thank you. And I bless your name and I glorify you. And I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Because it's you whom I want to, you to get glory out of my story. Because it's you who has given me testimonies. To be a light to others, to show them the testimony. To be the example. So God, I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Continue to use me for such a time as this. Cover me. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against me shall be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you and I love you and I bless your name and I glorify you. And may you continue to add a blessing to the reading of your word, to the hearers of your word. In Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, I pray. We pray. And we all say, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And so I thank you all again. I pray that your weekends were blessed and I pray that you are ready for today. So as I begin to study this on last week and um, I realized I want to build this chapter three on marriages on today. I want to build this chapter on marriages on today, but not just marriages, but those who desire to become a wife those who desire to become a husband, 
those who are in separating circumstances, those who are um, dealing with crazy relationships. I, I want to deal with this concerning marriages, relationships, those who want to be married, those who are trying to come out of a marriage. I want to speak to everybody that wants to understand why you may be in a position that you are in. Uh, I want to get an understanding to those who have a desire to know and has a desire to understand that even in Proverbs 1 and 7, it tells us, that I want to read this completely the way that it is written, and I don't want to add or take anything away from it, but we have to understand that Proverbs 1 and 7 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I got to say that again. And Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And in this season that we are here today in 2023, if we don't ask God for anything else, we must ask him for wisdom. We must ask him for wisdom. We must ask him for wisdom because in this age of information, knowledge is plentiful, but wisdom is scarce. Wisdom means far more than simply knowing a lot. It is a basic attitude that affects every aspect of life. The first step to wisdom is to fear the Lord to honor and respect God, to live in all of his power. Faith in God should be the foundation for your understanding of the world, your attitudes and your actions. Trust in God and he will make you truly wise. One of the most annoying types of people is a know-it-all, a person who has a dogmatic opinion about everything and who is close to anything new. So Solomon calls this kind of person a fool. Don't be a know-it-all. Instead, be open to the advice of others, especially those who know you well and can give valuable insight and counsel. Learn how to learn from others. Remember, only God knows it all. Lord, help me, Jesus. And there was a time in my life, literally, there was a time in my life that I did feel like that I knew it all because I have been through so much. I have seen so much. I have been around so much. I have witnessed so much. I have literally been in a place to where you could not tell me anything. If I knew that this is what it was, then this is what it is. You can't tell me anything different, but it was God who had to show me that I had to have an open mind. It was God who had to show me that I didn't know it all. It was God who had to show me that you are to be a student every day. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how mature you are. What matters is you have an open mind to new things. You have an open mind to new friendships. You have an open mind to, to new relationships. 
You have to have an open mind to be able to have wisdom, to speak to what needs to be spoken to, to listen to what needs to be listened, to speak what needs to be spoken, to hear what needs to be heard, to see what needs to be seen. You need wisdom. And when you don't ask questions and when you don't seek um, for answers to get a better understanding, that's wisdom. When you're not sure about something and you need to seek for direction, that's wisdom. Being able to just look at it in a different point of view, looking at it in a different perspective, looking at it as you may not understand it, but because they understand it and using wisdom just to trust God enough that he'll lead them in the right direction. Even when they don't listen to you, even when they don't understand you, even when things don't make sense, but having wisdom enough to know I fear the Lord. And because I fear God, I need to recheck. I need to reevaluate. I need to rethink about this thing. I need to really do some research in this in this area right here. Because if this is what they're saying and this is what I'm saying, and, and now the enemy said like he's playing with my mind, I need to be sure. I need to be sure. And in order for me to be sure, guess what? I need wisdom. In order for you to be sure, you need wisdom. Don't be a fool. Lord have mercy. Don't be a fool. But listen. So as I was studying this, um, First Kings chapter 3, verse 1 says, And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house in the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem roundabout. Verse 2 says, only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. But look at the word affinity. The word affinity means relationship by marriage. I need y'all. Y'all don't have to believe me, but all you got to do, go define the word affinity. The word affinity means relationship by marriage. The next thing it defines is an, an, is an attraction to or liking for something. And another definition says likeness based on relationship or casual connection. Oh, I feel my help coming on because I'm about to help somebody. And when I was reading this, I was like, hmm, it's starting to make sense. Because, see, we, we read these, but listen, I've not read Genesis to all the way to Revelation or Revelation all the way to Genesis. But I have read enough to know that when I've studied Solomon, and listen, my book, I can't show y'all my Bible right now, but it is, it's old. And I like using this one. Y'all know how y'all do when y'all get used to holding on to something that's very old and you're used to using it and reading it and looking at it and doing whatever. It's just, it's my old faithful Susie, my old faithful Susie. And I was looking, I was like, man, I've studied this thing so many times, but it was that one word that stuck out to me and it was affinity. And if you, again, if you don't know what affinity means, relationship by marriage and attraction to or liking for something, likeness based on relationship or casual connection. Now, you ever heard the quote opposite attracts? Because nine times out of 10, 
you're not sure why you are together because you have hardly anything in common and or you're not even each other's type oh i'm about to help somebody today but there is something that has you attracted to one another or there is something at least one thing that you both like or have in common and most of the time it's the physical attraction oh i know y'all i need y'all to catch this most of the time it's a physical attraction or the sex is good from both parties and of course if the sex is good that's the chemistry of the connection can i say that again if the sex is good on both parties it's the it's the, it's the chemistry of the connection it's the chemistry and not the connection it's the chemistry that draws the connection but it's not the chemistry for the connection lord help me but it's thought to be a connection because of the chemistry so because the sex is good you think that's your connection because of the chemistry coming from both of you but how many of you know that whatever your flesh is attracted to whatever your flesh has a likeness to that's you think that's the connection not realizing it's an affinity it's a relationship it's a liking to it's something that you like about them but just because it's that it's that chemistry doesn't mean it's supposed to be a connection lord help me jesus hello artist good to see you on here what you have to understand is and i'm gonna and listen and i know some of you are like that that it was scripture but i got you but hold on so listen it says then after you get married you hate one another and so you go looking for another connection involving a resemblance or a replica because you're not going to find the exact same person because everything you're looking for in that one person ain't it so you keep looking you keep searching and you look up and have a woman or a man on each side of the different town you got a man and a woman on the east side you got a man and a woman on the west side you got a man and a woman on the north side you got a man and a woman on the south side you got a man and a woman overseas you got a man or a woman across state because you have all these relationships that's going on because you're trying to find that chemistry that connection that likeness lord help me jesus so so you're finding yourself happening to choose who you're going to stay with because you have multiple relationships so we just don't have nothing so you you've heard it you've heard it i've heard it you've heard it you've heard it from other people you heard of the, 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 the famous quote we just don't have anything in common anymore i don't understand why you know it was fun in the beginning it's no longer fun now we were great in the beginning it's no longer great now we have we we, we did so much together and now it's like i i'm, I'm just annoyed 
because here's some reality you never had anything in common from the beginning because you were blinded by the physical attraction and wasn't worried about the emotional attachment the spiritual attraction or the social attraction so that leads us and because i'm gonna stop right here on verse two and i have to go oh because he uh because verse three down is now i'm talking about with the lord and solomon having a conversation so i need to stop right there at, at chapter three one and two because we need to get to the part that one word affinity lord have mercy got bored yes you got bored you literally got bored so we go over to let me put that in here second corinthians and this is a very familiar passage of scripture for some of you that know and 14 through let me just i want to i just i'm gonna i'm about to help y'all out y'all just bear with me just for a little bit i'm about to i'm about, I'm about to really help you um 14 through 18 and i'm i am i'm, I'm gonna walk this thing through right here because here's here's what you're gonna have to literally understand um where you are and what's going on when it comes to wisdom we all need wisdom we all fall, listen scripture tells us we all fall short of, of the glory right we all have sinned and fall short of the glory but right here second corinthians 6 i keep forgetting i it won't pull up right there so i'm putting it in here second corinthians and i put these in here so y'all can go back and y'all read this for yourselves second corinthians 6 14 through 18. listen be separate from unbelievers but you got to be able to understand what an unbeliever is an unbeliever is someone who doesn't believe in what you believe spiritually it says be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness now we know now let me go back thank you holy spirit now let me go back to solomon where it says and solomon made an affinity with pharaoh king of egypt that means solomon had took pharaoh's daughter as a wife but in previous times god told solomon and david told solomon he is not to marry heathen women he is not to connect to women that doesn't believe in the same god that he believes in and as i learned about solomon he had so many concubines he had so many wives he had so many women can we just say that solomon was trying to find an attraction but he was finding the wrong attraction because he was not supposed to be connected to those type of attraction he they had nothing in common with him he was supposed to lead them to his one true god the one true king but solomon allowed them to sway him away from his god to their god and we'll get more into that i listen i'm sounding the alarm you need wisdom because a lot of times if we asking for wisdom and we're asking god to give us wisdom to give us insight to give us the opportunity to see what we need to see when we're blinded by what we see because of the attraction and not the connection lord have mercy listen 15 says and what concord hath christ with Belial, or what part 
hath he that believeth with an unbeliever? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. And the thing about it is when you are a Christian, when you have been called and chosen by God, then your standards, your morals, your reputation, your character, your integrity, everything about you concerning the word of God and God who you serve, God who you follow, God who you love, why would you want to get with a connection to an attraction that doesn't have the same likeness as Jesus Christ, who doesn't have the same likeness as God of heaven, who doesn't have the same likeness? The scripture tells us that we can't be carnally minded. We must be spiritually minded. That's wisdom. You can't walk in whole hands with the enemy. You can't walk in whole hands with Satan and serve and walk with God at the same time. You can't unless you're bringing them to where you are and not allow them to pull you where they're at. We need wisdom to know. We need wisdom to understand. We need wisdom to have knowledge, to recognize, to be able to see it, to be able to hear it. To have a heart to receive it and then have a heart to disconnect from it because you can always find yourself being pulled in the wrong direction because you're trying to compromise because in our minds we do we've all done it maybe i can get them to change maybe you know i can continue to entertain this and i can get them to, to come to where i'm at but here's the thing if they're strong in their faith and who they believe in who they're serving and if you're strong in your faith and you believe in who you're serving y'all gonna be playing tug of war y'all gonna be y'all gonna be going back and forth and then some and then eventually somebody is going to compromise and then you're going to look up and you've left your god you've left your morals you've left your standards you've left in what you believed in you left but if you can use wisdom to bring them to the light of jesus and here's the thing and this is why this is why you have to be with people that have the same likeness the same mindset because that way one of you won't debate won't be debating who's better than who hey pastor brown y'all won't be debating whose god is better whose religion is better whose standard is better Whose moral is better? Who's better? Me or you? Who's better? Them or they? Who's better? We or us? When God's word should never be debatable. You have enough faith to stand on whom you believe your faith is in. But listen to what 16 says. Again, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So when I think about this, let's think about Ruth and Naomi. Naomi had two daughters, Ruth and Opa. 
and both of them was in the what lived in the and they served the Moab gods because they, that's 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 what they did. That's who they were. But it was Ruth who told Naomi, "My God will be your God. Your God will be my God. Where you go, I will go. Who you serve, I will serve." Because Ruth recognized the light in Naomi. No matter what Naomi was going through, she did not stop serving God. Yes, she told them people, don't call me Naomi, call me Myra. She wanted them to call her bitter, but she didn't turn her back on God. She didn't turn her back on God. She didn't stop serving God. God is her father. God is her king. And that's the thing. We have to take a stand for who we serve. We have to take a stand for who we believe in. We need wisdom to understand that's not who our God is. Our God is not a liar. Our God is not a deceiver. I got, listen, Lord, help me. Jesus thing is shifting. Listen, I'm reminded about Elijah who had to show Jezebel his true one, his true one God. He killed her prophets. He showed them y'all build a fire and y'all call on y'all God. And let's just see what happened. But when Elijah called on his God, they saw what happened. Elijah's God came through because he was praying. He was serving the one true God, the one true living God, the God of this world, the creator of this world who created everything and everyone and everything in it. And what happens is we allow people to pull us away from our one true king. And thank you, Holy Spirit. And, and then what happens is women, men, instead of you, you go from serving the one true king to a little king and you give him all your time and attention and he's pulling you away from the one true king. Now, let me say this. There's no queen. There's no queen in heaven. God doesn't have a wife. God is not a female. God is a man. God is a man who does not lie. God is a man who doesn't change. He is who he is yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what my Bible says. Now, I don't know what y'all Bible says, but my Bible says he's a man who does not lie. That's, that's the word. Listen, and I, I told somebody the other day, you hear so many people saying, man wrote the Bible. Well, guess what? The man wrote the the um the driver's license the driver's license manual as well but you follow the driver's license manual to get your driver's license i'm just saying so if you can follow the manual of a driver's license book then you can follow the manual of the word of god from genesis to revelation so at the end of the day you got to find out who you serving. Are you serving the one true living God that's, that's, that's over this world? Or what God are you serving? What God are you serving? Because for me and my house, I'm like Joshua. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, if y'all want to serve the God on that side of heaven, you go right ahead. You want to serve that God over on the other side of the flood, you go right ahead. But on this side of heaven, on this side of the flood, I'm serving God, the creator. That from the one that said from the beginning, he created heaven and the earth. But what happens is, this is why God was telling people not to 
be yoked up with unbelievers because it will cause you to be confused. It will cause you to be conflicted. It will cause you to be, you don't know. So you read the word of God for yourself. You ask people that's going to give you some wisdom and you still make a conscious decision to do what you feel that is right. If you feel like the word of God is not right, then don't serve God. Go on. Listen to what, let me tell you what Revelation, Lord have mercy. Let me tell you what Revelation 22 say. Let, let me help you with that. Let me tell you what Revelation 22 say. Revelation 22. And the, um, well, here we go. Revelation 22 and 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Jesus said, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He said, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Just like that. So what does that mean? That means whomever chooses to be whatever they want to be, let them be it. The angel tells John what to do after his vision is over. Instead of sealing up what he had written as Daniel was commanded to do, the book is left open to let others see it so that all can read and understand. So Daniel's message was sealed because it was not a message for Daniel's time. But the book of Revelation was a message for John's time. What does that mean? Jesus came so that we could have a right to the tree of life, but we can't be hooked up with unbelievers. An unbeliever is not a person because you like blue and they like red. That's not making you an unbeliever. That's just making you, that's just showing you that you like blue and they like red. But an unbeliever is someone who rejects God. An unbeliever is someone who doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit. An unbeliever is Satan himself running this world rampant and enlarging his territory day by day. Hell enlarges herself day by day. There's no one in heaven right now, and there's no one in hell right now. But come judgment day, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. We're all going to be judged according to our work. Just like that. And it is equally relevant today. As Christ's returns get closer, there is a greater, there is a greater parallelization between God's followers and Satan's followers. We must read the book of Revelation, hear its message, and be prepared for Christ's imminent return. So therefore, 
if they're not serving God and you're serving God and you try to get them, you, you listen, lead them to the rock, lead them to Jesus Christ. But if they're pulling you away from what you believe, you better run. You better run, especially if you're not strong enough. Especially if you're not strong enough. You have to understand that unequally yoked isn't talking about likes and dislikes and favorites or things in common. It's talking about God and Satan, Christian and non-Christian, beliefs in religion that leads to the right relationship. I'm sounding the alarm on today. You need wisdom for, to be in the right relationship to be in the right marriage. Now, I, Lord have mercy. Chapter three, I'm, I'm back at three, three and three. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of David, his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto your servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before you in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee and thou hast kept him and thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day and now O lord O lord my god you have made thy servant king instead of david my father and i am but a little child i know not how to go out or come in. Solomon said, Solomon said to God, I'm a young child. I'm a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Solomon was being honest. God, I don't know how to discern these things. I don't know how to do this, which you've called me to do. Yes, you've called me to sit on a throne, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go about it. I don't know how to be a leader. I don't know how to be a king. I don't know how to be this, this person that you've placed me in this position. Lord, I don't know how to be a wife. Lord, I don't know how to be a husband. Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, I need to know how to be a wife. I need to know how to be a husband. I need to know I need to know how to be a leader. I need to know how to lead my family. I need to know how to be a provider for my family. I need to know how to be a wife to nurture my children. Lord, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Solomon said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know where to go and how to come out. I don't know. Lord, I say to you, oh, Lord, have mercy. That's how you need to go to God in prayer and be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. You need wisdom to understand. You need wisdom to, to have knowledge. You need wisdom to discern right and wrong. You need wisdom. When you're a wife and don't know how to make the right decisions, when you're a husband and you don't know how to make the right decisions, should I go? Should I stay? What should I do, God? 
you're asking me what you can do for me lord what you can do for me is give me wisdom how to walk in your ways how to walk in righteousness how to live a holy lifestyle lord help me jesus verse 8 says and thy servant is in the midst of your people which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that i may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy so great a people lord you got me sitting amongst so great a people i need wisdom to lead them i need wisdom to guide them lord you called me to be a wife i need to know how to be a wife to my husband i know i need to know how to use the right words with my husband i need to make sure i satisfy my husband's need lord god you've given me i'm a husband and you've now given me a wife i need to know how to and we have children and lord i need you to show me the wisdom that i need to be a good father to be a good husband to teach my children to love my wife lord help me jesus lord i need wisdom to, to to turn my eyes away when a woman crosses my path lord I, I'm, I'm a wife and i need a i need a i need a i need wisdom to turn my eyes away from that man that's trying to come for me i, I told y'all earlier lord help me jesus i told y'all uh, uh, earlier that chapter three i'm basing it off marriages and relationships because that's how it started out with Solomon when he said, I made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He, he made a relationship with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he took Pharaoh's daughter. He took Pharaoh's daughter. Good afternoon, Anna. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house. That means this woman was with him through the whole time he was building God's house. He was building his house. He was building the walls of Jerusalem with this, with, with, with Pharaoh's daughter. She was not, she did not serve God, our father in heaven. They served their own God. Verse 10, first Kings 310. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing and God said unto him, because you have asked this thing and has not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but has asked for thyself an understanding to discern judgment. I tell every relationship, I tell every woman, every man concerning relationship, concerning friendship, concerning marriages, your husband, your wives, ask God one thing. Ask him what Solomon asked and say to God, I am a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. 
I don't know how to be a wife. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a leader. I don't know how to be a friend. I don't know how to be that person. I don't know how, God. So God, I, I need I need I need discernment. I need wisdom. I need understanding to discern good and bad because these are such great people my wife is such a great person my husband is such a great person and i don't want to make a mistake i need to discern and i need to judge goodly and godly i need to understand how to judge so god i need wisdom i need wisdom I need wisdom. Lord, help me, Jesus. Verse 12 says, Behold, I have done according to your words. God told Solomon, I have done according to your words. I have given you a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none, so that there was none, so that there was none like thee before you neither after you shall any arise like unto you none of us at that scripture, none of us will ever have the wisdom that solomon was given to him by god but when jesus came he came to bring example of how to have wisdom how to discern how to recognize how to know by giving us parables by giving us examples in matthew mark luke and john giving us the four gospels having matthew mark luke and john giving it to them in an audience where they could understand that they could see and be a witness lord help me jesus We got to continue to ask God for direction. And he will send He will send it to you by signs and wonders. He will send it to you by men and women that have great wisdom, knowledge, understanding, that, that will show you how. But you can't be a know-it-all. Hey, Alan, you can't be a know-it-all. You can't keep saying, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. You don't know you don't know you think that you know and if you keep saying that you know then why are you not doing what you know to do lord help me jesus listen 13 and i have also given you that which thou have not asked both riches and honor so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto you all the days and if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. Do y'all not realize that your days can be lived long just by having wisdom in what not to do, what you should do, what you should say, what you shouldn't say, how you should act? I said the other day, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. All of us can have long life if we just use wisdom, if we just have the fear of the Lord, 
if we don't despise wisdom and understanding as it's stated in proverbs 1 and 7 and 15 says and solomon awoke some of you need to wake up some of you need to wake up to wisdom that you know that's good some of you some of you need to wake up some of you need to wake up to wisdom some of you need to wake up to wisdom some of you need to wake up to wisdom that's good right there some of you need to wake up to wisdom some of you need to wake up to wisdom i can't say that enough some of you need to wake up to wisdom solomon awoke and behold it was a dream and he came to jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast to all his servants and here was solomon's first assignment what is your lord have mercy here's a question what is your first assignment to wisdom look at that what is what is your first assignment to wisdom what is your first assignment to wisdom i got i got a minute and a half to read to you solomon's great assignment of to wisdom and we'll be on chapter four tomorrow um I, I thank god then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him and the one woman said oh my lord i and this woman dwell in one house and i was delivered of a child with her in the house and it came to pass the third day after that i was delivered that this woman was delivered also and we were together there was no stranger with us in the house save except us two in the house and this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it meaning she rode over her baby and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thy handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom and when i rose in the morning to give my child suck behold it was dead but when i had considered it in the morning behold it was not my son which i did bear and the other woman said no but the living is my son and the dead is her son and this said no but the dead is thy son and the living is my son thus they spake before the king they were debating whose child was who 
These were two women in the same house that had a baby together and one died and one was a living. And the one that died, she switched the babies. But the mother knew something was wrong concerning her living child and realized that the dead child was not her child. 23 says, then said the king, the one say, this is my son that lived, the son is thy dead, and the other said, no, but the son is the dead, and my son is the living, and the king said, bring me a sword. Here is Solomon's first assignment of wisdom. Solomon said, the king said, bring me a sword, and they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor the earth, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Judgment means to be able to discern what is good and what is bad what is right and what is wrong that is wisdom of knowing and solomon was able to see the evil heart of the woman that said kill the child because in reality who wants an innocent soul to die and solomon was able to see the woman of the living child bring no harm to this child listen i said no it wasn't it was yesterday when I, I gave a word on yesterday. And sometimes you guys say, you know what? Let them have it. Let, let them have it. Let them have it. That's wisdom. You don't have to argue over who belongs to who. Lord, help me, Jesus. You don't have to debate who belongs to who. You don't have to debate. You don't have to argue. You don't have to wonder if this is going to happen or if that's going to happen. Wisdom says do the right thing. That's wisdom. That's making a wise judgment to do the right thing, to do what is right, to recognize the relationship from the heart of people. That is how you use wisdom. That is how, and that is why you need wisdom to understand they don't have my same, they don't have my, the same heart for me. They don't have the same matter of heart for me. They don't have my best interest at heart for me. They're not wanting to do the same thing that I'm wanting to do. They're not wanting to do the same ministry that I'm wanting to do. They don't want to serve the same God that I'm, that I'm willing to serve. They don't want to come out of what they're in and I'm not in that. I'm not a smoker. I don't want to be a smoker. I'm not a clubber. I don't want to be a clubber. I'm not a dancer. I don't want to be a dancer. I'm not a liar. I don't want to be a liar. I'm not a manipulator. I don't want to be a manipulator. I want to live for Christ and Christ alone. Lord, help me, Jesus. 
Ooh, Lord, help me, Jesus. So in the beginning, Solomon took a wife because he had a relationship with Pharaoh, the king. With Pharaoh, the king. Listen, marriage between royal families was a common practice in the ancient Near East because it secured peace. Although Solomon's marital alliances built friendships with surrounding nations, they were also the beginning of his downfall. These relationships became inroads for pagan ideas and practices. Solomon's foreign wives brought their idols to Jerusalem and eventually lured him into idolatry. Lord, help me, Jesus. It is easy to minimize religious differences in order to encourage the development of a friendship. But seemingly small differences can have an enormous impact upon a relationship. God gives us standards to follow for all our relationships, including our marriages. It if we follow God's will, we will not be lured away from our true focus. God's law said that the Israelites could make sacrifices only in specific places. This was to prevent the people from insulting their own methods of worship and allowing heathen practice to creep into their worship. But many Israelites, including Solomon, made sacrifices in the surrounding hills. Solomon loved God, but this act was sin. It took the offerings out of the watchful care of priests and ministries loyal to God and opened the way for false teaching to be tied to these sacrifices. God appeared to Solomon to grant him wisdom, but at night, not during the sacrifice, God honored his prayer, but did not condone the sacrifice. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And we're going to deal more of that tomorrow. Um, I'm five minutes past my time, but you all have to understand. I have to understand. When I say we, if I'm in that and I'm to learn from that, I would say we. But if I'm doing it and I'm not in that place, I'm going to say you. Because I believe I have wisdom, but I ask for wisdom every day to be increased because I'm not perfect. Because I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. And I make mistakes. But wisdom says, when you make those mistakes, you make them right. You fix those mistakes. You try to work out those mistakes. You try to work those things out that you made a mistake in. That's wisdom. You go and you fix it. You go and you speak to it. You go and you make it right. But also wisdom tells you that if you're going and they're not coming to where you are, walk away. Let God handle it. Let God deal with it. 
because wisdom says you don't want to stay in a chaotic relationship. Wisdom says you don't want to be in an unbelieving relationship because people who believe in the same word that you believe, they're going to do the word. They're going to do the word. If the word says come together, work it out, fix it, come together, work it out, fix it. The word tells us that you are to agree with your adversary quickly because they're looking to set you up for failure. So sometimes you got to be like, you know what? Know that I love you. Know that I'm praying for you, but I'm out. I'm out. That's wisdom. You ain't got to debate your faith in Jesus Christ. You ain't got to debate that. But you're going to find yourself debating those things with unbelievers because you want to stay connected because you think you because you have an attraction. But in times, it's a physical attraction and not an emotional or a spiritual attraction. It's just a likeness. And you have to understand the attraction and you have to understand the connection. Amen. Amen. So this was great. I pray that you learned something. I pray that you understood something. And I pray that you will ask the Lord to give you wisdom to discern good and bad. Continue to ask that. Because you don't know who you're going to come across. You don't know who you're going to interact with. And sometimes when you don't have wisdom, you don't know that Satan is using somebody to bring a false teaching to you, a false idol to you, and to make you feel like this is okay to do. But when you know the standards of God, when you know the morals of the word, when you know Revelation, when you know Genesis, when you know Paul, when you know Kings, when you know, when you know, you do what you know. And when you don't know, say I didn't know, say I didn't understand, say that I missed it. That's wisdom. Humility is wisdom. Character is wisdom. Integrity is wisdom. Making a mistake and making it right is wisdom. Discerning from good and bad is wisdom. Discerning to judge is wisdom. What is your first assignment to wisdom? Some of you need to wake up to wisdom. Because you've been taken in by the unbeliever. You've been taken in by Bilal. You've been taken in by religion. You've been taken in by false teachers. You've been taken in by false prophets. You need wisdom. You can't, that's right. Don't be afraid of not knowing. So praise the Lord. Amen. This was good. For those of you who just tuned in, go back. If you have time, watch the replay. Share this with someone. Someone needs to know they need wisdom. Someone needs to know they need to ask God to give them wisdom to discern how to go out and how to come in. That's what Solomon said. Solomon says, I am a little child. And I don't know how to go out and I don't know how to come in. So to you husbands, to you wives, to those who want to be a wife, to those who want to be a husband, you desire to become, to be married, you need wisdom. You need wisdom to understand 
how to be a husband, how to be a wife. You need wisdom to understand the ins and outs of marriage. So you'll know how to be a good father, a good husband, a good mother, a good wife, a good friend, a good leader, and not a know-it-all. Because if you know it all, you really don't know it all. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Know that I love you. Know that I'm praying for you. Know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Bible Study Brunch, 12 noon. I'm sounding the alarm. I'm letting someone know you need wisdom. I'm letting someone know in order to have a successful life, wisdom is what you need. In order to have a successful marriage, wisdom is what you need. In order to have a successful relationships, wisdom is what you need. In order to have financial gain, wisdom is what you need. In order to be a great parent, wisdom is what you need. In order to be a great leader, wisdom is what you need. In order to be a good person, wisdom is what you need. In order to be a good Christian, wisdom is what you need. Whatever it is you want to be, whatever it is you want to do, you need wisdom. And as I said earlier in Proverbs 1 and 7, I can't read it enough, but I'm telling you what it says. The beginning, uh, uh, hold on, that's what I said. I always want to leave that first part out, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read the scripture and we're moving on from here. Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Receive wisdom in the fear of the lord amen amen god bless you and if it's the lord and if it's lord's willing and the creek hadn't risen i'll see you all tomorrow at 12 noon amen amen know that i love you but god loves you more